You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. We've got you ready. Uh, we'll have uh, coverage of uh, Trevor Lawrence's Pro Day here on Friday, so check that out. And a lot of uh, NFL draft stuff you need there, including the latest mock draft or the big board. We'll get deeper into that here on Locked On Fantasy Football, as well as my uh, top 50 free agents there. Check those out. A lot of uh, big offensive names they're available on the open market. And what we're doing here, Locked on Fantasy Football, we've come to the end of breaking down the NFC East teams for our 2020 fantasy football season review. We're also looking ahead to their 2020 offseason. So tying in a lot of that with the draft and free agency, we're talking about that. So Washington football teams, the team up. Again, if you missed any of the NFC East or any of the AFC East, those shows are up. So we uh, covered the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles before early in this week and uh, now it's uh, Washington's turn on the clock so we'll do that for you before we do that I can tell you today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order now let's uh, look at the Washington football team now they did make the playoffs they were the NFC East champions with a sub 500 record it was a pretty bad division so we're wrapping up looking at uh, one of the worst divisions for uh, reality and fantasy football here in uh, 2020. Let's look at the numbers, shall we? Uh, it was very intriguing when you look at the points per game here. We'll, we'll do that with the quarterbacks. We'll start there. I mean, Taylor Heineke, who, by the way, sneakily was re-signed here to a deal. He was uh, going to be a uh, free agent, uh, but the team still had the option on him. He had 11.7 points per game. He was at uh, 30 nine in terms of average there 10.7 for Dwayne Haskins remember him now with the Steelers he was released before the end of the season Uh, Heineke was in action there late Um, and uh, we had Alex Smith 9.9 he was ranked 47th so Alex Smith was pretty decent in the middle of stretch uh, where kind of uh, November December he was pretty good starter when he took over they moved on from Haskins they started out with Kyle Allen, remember him? That was a blip there until he got hurt. Then uh, Taylor Heineke finished pretty well, remember? Looked pretty good against the Bucks in the playoffs. Uh, moved the ball around well. He showed some good athleticism. He's been now, along with Kyle Allen, in this uh, Scott Turner-style offense here from their days in Carolina together. So there's certainly some promise with Heineke. I don't think he's totally out of the mix to compete for the starting job here if uh, Washington doesn't to get aggressive about getting a quarterback, either a different type of veteran than Alex Smith here to provide a bridge or go after that uh, first round or second round quarterback in the draft. So either way, it looks like Heineke is going to get his chance. So that was the recent indication uh, given here uh, based on his uh, new deal that he signed to stay there. So they like his skill set. They like his mindset as well for Scott Turner and Ron Rivera. Their history always uh, kind of can help you as a young quarterback, and certainly there is some. And I, I think to me, Heineke just has a little bit more than Kyle Allen to go forward with. So 
Again, it'll be interesting. Maybe it'll be an Allen Heineke battle, and they'll bring in a later round rookie, and they'll go in that direction. Maybe Smith will just go back to being a backup here. So many different directions Washington go can go. At quarterback, there's some talk of a Cam Newton reunion, so we'll talk about that. As a potential James Winston. and So Newton or Winston, I mean, Newton obviously has got the experience. He didn't play and wasn't as healthy to play in that uh, Turner offense a couple years ago for the Panthers, but and there are some things he can do well in it. It was devised for him. So maybe they'll look longer at Cam here, knowing that their offense is more established here, bring a familiar Panthers-like crossover presence to Rivera's team. We'll see. James Winston could also be in the mix here for Washington as somebody they could look at. Again, some big arm ability there, and that can move around a little bit. He's not the most athletic guy, but can do a little bit to get the ball downfield to play off that to kind of Turner mentality, which is run, 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 set up the longer passes here and get it downfield. And uh, there's certainly some potential for Winston or Newton to do well in this situation. But yeah, it's up in the air where in the end you're going to get with uh, the quarterback situation for Washington. It is really a wide range of outcomes, including in-house uh, with uh, some unheralded uh, guys there, that's for sure. Now, uh, let's uh, look. Uh, running back was the rosiest thing that the Washington football team did in the new team name change here. You had uh, one Antonio Gibson. He was kind of undervalued among the rookie running backs. He was taken really late. Remember, they also had Adrian Peterson, some other backs in the mix here. Uh, we had Darius Geis and... Uh, Peyton Barber and all these other options. And we didn't know how big of a role Gibson was going to have as a rookie. They touted him as a little bit of a Christian McCaffrey type, where he's a converted uh, wide receiver, wide receiver running back hybrid that could catch passes, be effective. His overall scoring, he finished 17th, 13.2 fantasy points per game and a half point PPR. But that average when he was healthy, 12 in the... NFL. So he was an RB1, folks. He was one of the best returns on investment you could have made later in your draft. He was fantastic when he was out there. The big uh, four-touchdown game carried a lot of teams against the Cowboys there on Thanksgiving. So this kid is special. He showed some very strong running ability. They used him a lot in the red zone. He was very effective scoring touchdowns. He was uh, a decent receiver as well. Natural skills in that area. Now, they did kind of mix it up where they used J.D. McKissick there, and that kind of hurt uh, Gibson's value. They needed McKissick as well when Gibson was hurt, so McKissick could be back in the mix here as the change of pace back. Well, I don't think they need Barber as much as role. He was in there as well doing some damage, but I think overall this is uh, the Gibson show with a little change of pace from McKissick, and again, McKissick was more out of necessity there as a receiver because they basically didn't have enough wide receiver help behind uh, Terry McLaurin so he just by the de facto role he needed to be kind of third receiver hybrid there with Gibson kind of in a committee of reproach uh, for that uh, just look at uh, the wide receiver situation it was pretty ugly here for Washington so again Gibson McKissick were beneficiaries of that they were getting the ball a little bit more it's pretty much uh, Terry McLaurin and uh, Logan Thomas as your other downfield receivers, but after that it was a uh, pretty much a Gibson McKissick split with the with most of the work leaning towards McKissick later in the season as Gibson was a little banged up with a toe injury there that he battled. So remember Gibson also missed time, so 
That delimited his scoring to 17th. But yeah, points per game. He came in as an RB1. You feel good about his chances to be a workhorse in this offense with a little bit of McKissick in there. But again, Gibson can be a complete back. He got consistent touches. He got key touches there in scoring situations. So yeah, we're excited about this kid in year two. Fully healthy, indoctrinated into this offense. Less messing around with other options. He's going to go clearly as the feature starter here going into a camp in the offseason where he was uh, kind of in a battle last year and things kind of uh, fell apart around him. The dominoes fell where Gibson was able to get that role with uh, definitely with the ugly situation off the field with Geis that uh, led to his dismissal there. So good astute uh, draft pick of Gibson here. It turned out to be very important for the Washington football team. Now we do need to still talk about their wide receiver and tight end situation. It was very limited there, but still have to break that down for you as well as uh, what we saw from uh, Washington at kicker and defense here in the 2020 fantasy football scoring. So we'll do that there in our next segment. Then we'll also look at uh, where they stand in Washington with uh, the salary cap, free agency, some concerns there where they're picking in the draft that can help them. So we'll look, finish it up with a comprehensive look here at Washington, but before we dive into the rest of their skill player production from last season, I got to tell you about uh, Built Bar. Built Bar is super delicious. All their protein bars taste like a dessert, but I got to tell you, they have one bar that uh, they might have outdone themselves. Totally delicious. So it is uh, a... Great new flavor here, the Coconut Brownie Chunk. If you like cookie dough chunk built Bar, then you're going to love the Coconut Brownie Chunk just as well. Dark chocolate, coconut, real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better. It tastes like a candy bar, folks. I mean, I had this uh, in my sample box here that uh, came through, and I wanted to keep getting more of this. I wanted this in my mix box. So you can order this as part of your mix box now. Dark chocolate, coconut, real brownie. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that here. So it's really great for you as well, just like all the Built Bars are. 15 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar, 150 calories. It is delicious here, and it's a special treat for Valentine's Day. So it's healthier and happier. This is a nice spin on the box of chocolate uh, kind of thing that we do. But, uh, man, Built Bars really are delicious and, again, great for you as well. And it doesn't get any better than a coconut brownie chunk here. So I love the chunk bars. I love the regular Built Bars. But, uh, man, the chunk bars really take it to a new flavor here with Built Bars. So check it out here and uh, get it today. It's a limited time flavor. So you want to uh, get on this uh, right away at uh, BuiltBar.com. There, and again, uh, you can uh, go there and use the promo code LOCKDOWN. And you'll get 20% off your next order there regardless of a if you're new to built bar or not uh, once you get into built bar trust me uh, you will not want to go back to any other protein bar and again get it on the coconut brownie chunk while it lasts folks please do that uh, asap we'll be right back here to uh break down uh, the rest of washington skill players from 2020 All right, uh, so we've been covering everything you need to know about the Washington football team here from a fantasy football perspective, uh, transitioning to the next season. But what about the rest of sports and the NFL? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's uh, look at Washington's wide receiver situation. If I said it started and ended with Terry McLaurin, you'd probably believe me. <laughs> so, how we slice it, uh, he was 20th in scoring. Overall, 12 points per game and a half point PPR. So, pretty solid uh, wide receiver, too. That's probably what you expected with his uh, scoring. That's where Terry McLaurin is. He gets it done with whoever quarterbacks in there. We've seen that for two years running. Great talent, a lot of speed, catches everything, runs great routes. So, again, if he can get some consistent level of quarterback play with some decent targets, not up and down, and some help. He needs some help because he always draws the number one coverage of the other team. They try to contain him. They know if you contain Terry McLaurin at wide receiver for Washington, there's going to be little else that they can challenge you with. And that really was true. That bared out by the numbers. We were interested in Steven Sims a little bit behind McLaurin, but couldn't stay healthy, didn't become a factor. So instead it was Cam Sims. He had 4.4 fantasy points per game, 90th, 90th. So if you're doing uh, your math here, that uh, approximately comes in as a wide receiver 8. That's how bad it was other than uh, Terry McLaurin. So, again, McLaurin uh, needed some help in the past game, so that's why they leaned on Gibson and McKissick, and uh, Logan Thomas was able to have a breakout season here. So, yeah, McLaurin... Always is going to have a pretty good floor because it was just pure talent as a receiver and being the clear-cut number one with Washington. But we want to see consistency at quarterback. Haskins didn't get done. Smith was a little bit better in getting the ball to him. Maybe Heineke will have the best connection of the ball or someone else. So, again, McLaurin, good baseline for McLaurin. We're hoping he can creep into the top 12 or at least in the top 15 here in scoring. But that's what you're going to expect here from uh, Washington. They're going to try to help McLaurin with another wide receiver, that's for sure, because guys like Sims and Sims are not going to get it done as uh, complementary weapons, as we've already seen. And again, we want them to open the passing game. I think Scott Turner is just looking for the weapons to do that, and he, he made the most of what he had. So that tells you if he gets a little bit better with his receiving core, they're going to go off. Now, Logan Thomas, we mentioned, was a nice surprise. He actually finished six overall in fantasy football scoring. So he was an upper half tight end one here, the converted uh, Virginia Tech quarterback who had some time with the Bills, but really came into his own with Washington near 8.8 fancy points per game. In terms of that average, he was ninth. So, again, consistency was hard to find at tight end overall. And, again, we told you about, and when we talked about the Eagles, there was a big drop-off there in production. So, right ahead of Dallas Goddard in terms of points per game, Logan Thomas was, but he was healthy on the field and productive, so... If you plugged him in every week, you got better production than most players in fantasy football, unless they had Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, one of those elite options. So, again, streaming, it was that kind of situation here for uh, tight ends in fantasy football in 2020. But Logan Thomas was a nice revelation. You figure he's going to be a big part of their offense going forward. This is Turner and uh, Rivera's tight end has been a big deal. Greg Olson was a fixture for the Panthers offense. So Logan Thomas should remain a big part of what they do here offensively in the short to intermediate pass game, working in the middle of the field, down the seams. So we'll see. Uh, again, I figured they're going to upgrade their outside receiver after McLaurin, but inside they could be a little bit void there. We're in slot. They haven't been the same without Jamison Crowder. So I think Thomas could have a big chance to still have a big contributing factor there, working in the middle of the field. Good field stretcher, good body, good force in the red zone that should be more involved as well. Tough guy to cover, big, athletic, uh, can move around. So again, Logan Thomas, 
I think he scratched the surface as well. So he's a guy definitely we're looking at as a tight end one to continue this in this offense and still be a big factor. It's harder to go up uh, more than uh, number six here, but uh, certainly the points per game, you can see a little bit of boost to uh, see an overall uh, improvement in the production of uh, fantasy football tight ends across the board. So something we're going to watch here with Logan Thomas. Now, let's look at the defense for the Washington uh, football team. They actually finished uh, number six, 7.9 points per game. So they were also in the top half of defense special teams. One, we know a big part was Chase Young and uh, Rivera and uh, Jack Del Rio getting a lot of this pass rush, a lot of good action from the front seven, a lot of good uh, playmakers in the back end as well. So, again, Washington, a good defense to build on. They're going to have to worry about some things in the middle of the field to get better, some along of the two situations, uh, at outside linebacker especially, that they're going to have to address here. But, Certainly a lot of uh, playmakers that uh, you could look at for Washington on the front and back end to think that they'll continue to be an impact playmaking unit and the crack the defense special team top 12 here in 2021 as well there. So you look at uh, guys like Cameron Curl. I liked him. He was a safety that made a lot of big plays for them. They're playing off that pass rush pressure provided by Young. So the sacks baseline is there. The takeaways are... Uh, have a nice potential as well as they look to upgrade their secondary and uh, help uh, curl and uh, their ability to make plays on the ball going forward. As far as Dustin Hopkins, it could be in the lineup for him as their kicker. He averaged only 7.2 points per game, number 22 in the league. So well off the radar in terms of regular kicker you would look at. He struggled with some misses. He had some injuries as well. So again, nothing to see there with the Washington football team kicking situation. Now, we still need to break down Washington and their offseason, what's coming up, the salary cap and uh, free agency, what's uh, facing them there, draft picks, how they can improve this team, where they could be hurt with this team. We'll do that in our final segment. But uh, first, got to tell you about uh, Bet Online, the fastest and easy way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the AHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up at BetOnline.ag. Head, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code locked on there to get in to take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. We'll be right back here to uh, close the show and our look at the Washington football team and the NFC East here, looking ahead to 2021. All right, so we're dusting off the NFC East. We're finally to the end of our analysis of Washington. So we will uh, flip over back to the AFC with our next uh, series. We will chime in if there's breaking news and specials there uh, related, and we will get into my mock draft and big board and free agency as we get closer to that as well. But we'll flip and uh, change gears to the AFC North. That means we'll start looking first to the Baltimore Ravens and then uh, go through Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and Pittsburgh Steelers there. So that'll be our next division we'll tackle from this uh, 2020 season review, 2021 offseason preview perspective. Before we finish up Washington, i got to tell you, betting on 
Football or any other sport doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick gaming advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Washington, a decent cap situation. They have uh, $39.6 million available there, so not uh, strapped at all. The biggest priority in free agency will be trying to keep Brandon Scherf. Alex Smith could be cut here, as we mentioned. Uh, it'd be tough to do that after the comeback player of the year season here, but someone that certainly could recoup some salary if they go a different direction at quarterback. But they're also not needing to do that. They could keep Smith as a backup, especially if they're not spending much on Heineke or someone else as their starting quarterback. They could move on from Morgan Moses and recoup the most money here, the tackle. That helps them keep... Uh, Brandon Scherf at uh, guard here. He was an elite guard that continues to deliver. Heineke back in the mix, uh, we mentioned with a deal. Uh, Dustin Hopkins certainly could be let go here. He is a free agent. At the second level, they do have some uh, questions there with uh, their defense. Ryan Kerrigan, Ryan Anderson, both free agents as well as Ronald Darby, the cornerback. So those are the main things that the Washington football team needs to worry about there. So Again, not forced to do anything, but at least I think they can return, retain Scherf here, who's been a force since becoming a first-round pick out of Iowa for this team. So going forward, we want him in there, so he helps the running game, Gibson, and the production there going forward. And uh, again, Trent Williams is a big loss, so they could also look to get some offensive line help here. Uh, that, that was definitely a hurting spot here with the Jerron Christian and uh, Morgan Moses and other people that they had up front. So again, maybe that's... A target that they can make with that they have the number 19 overall pick in the draft there are some veteran uh, offensive tackles they could look at as well 19 could look at a quarterback such as mac jones of washington and maybe have him and heineke compete for the job or you could go in a wide receiver direction to get some help for one uh, terry mclaurin maybe it's a uh, terrace marshall from lsu who can stretch the field there maybe you look at uh, Someone such as Rashad Bateman, a good uh, possession receiver from the Big Ten who can make a lot of plays out of Minnesota. So all kinds of options with number 19. The next picked at 51. That could be a, a time that they can target Kyle Trask of Florida. He would fit the offense well as well. So and they have intriguing uh, depth here on a day two with the pick 74 and pick 83 as well. So some chances here to rebuild their offense nicely, but also uh, address their defense a little bit and those concerns here to get better around Chase Young. So definitely a team we'll be watching. Uh, again, we want to see more than uh, three guys be productive for team, but I think there were pleasant surprises in Gibson and Thomas there in 2020, and McLaurin came through as expected. So the arrow should be pointing up for all three key skilled players for Washington as they bring in more help around them up front and uh, in complimentary receiver land here. At uh, quarterback, we're going to watch that carefully. I think it's the biggest mystery and uh, one of the biggest offseason storylines strike. Where is Washington going to go at quarterback after giving up on Dwayne Haskins? Uh, not even letting him complete his uh, second season in the first round pick. So a little bit of a shock there, but it just didn't work out with Haskins. They cut bait, and that was probably a better thing to do to move on and uh, figure out the real longer-term solution here after Alex Smith held it together pretty well for them in the short term. So there you have it. There's a look now in-depth Washington football team. We've dusted off the entire 
NFC East, we got to know where we were in terms of fantasy football production to know where we're headed. And that's how we feel here. Advanced scouting, very important in fantasy football. And uh, again, just fun to talk about as well, looking at these teams, breaking things down. We love doing that. That's why we're here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football. Again, this edition uh, wraps up our look at the NFC East. We'll start looking at the AFC North next. Have a great weekend and uh, see you on Monday with our next show.